I just wanted to read from Jude 1.20. It says, But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith, pray in the power of the Holy Spirit, and await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will bring you eternal life. In this way, you will keep yourselves safe in God's love. <coughs> so, Lord, we pray that we'll be able to build one another up and encourage one another. Help us to keep looking to you and keep our eyes open on you. Amen. Father, Sunday, would you like to come up and I'll pray for you. And then over to you. Father, thank you for Sunday. Thank you for the message he's about to bring. We pray that you will open our ears to hear your word. And please just lead us and guide us this morning. Bring a special blessing to Sunday. Amen. Amen. Good morning. What a wonderful reading. I'm sure that must have blessed you even before I start talking. Must have given you hope. You know, the Bible said hope does not disappoint us because the love of God has been shared abroad in our hearts. Keep that in mind when I'm talking. Because everything is about hope. Hope without which you cannot realize anything. So I'm going to talk about the caption that says, I have nobody. It's wonderful, isn't it? I'm sure everyone understands that. Most of us, many times you have said, I have nobody. I couldn't do it because I don't have the means. It's difficult. But there is something very, very important I want us to understand why this progresses. Is despite you have nobody, do you still have that word hope? It is the hope that brings the body to you. The hope that gives you the means to realize what you're actually seeking. Today we have just had a very serious, terrible story that no one will want to wish for himself. Being on a sick bed for how many years? One year? How many years? goodness, 38 years, 38 years. If it's a, new, if it's a child that was born for 38 years, he was, he's almost about to have a grandchildren because he's, very, he's, a, he's an old man, 38 years. This miracle happened in a place that is a bit controversial by some theologians. Some of them think it is not uh, really a, a natural thing. Some of them disagree on a lot of things. But recently, it was discovered that the, the pool of Bethesda is real. Because we know of Bethsaida, not Bethesda. It's only once mentioned in the Bible. So there was this kind of controversy that some of them thought it wasn't. 
But somehow, a German theologian in the 19th century discovered where it was in a place where there is a church now, St. Anne's Church, there in Jerusalem. That was discovered, that Bethesda is real. It has the same porches. They had this kind of, it was a kind of a ritual, a place where you go and wash and all that. But some of them were a bit not so sure. How can an angel come down and turn the water for you to get in and then you get healed? But then they don't realize that nothing is impossible with God. The Red Sea was divided by him. So if that could happen, is it, is it difficult for God to turn the water for healing? But this man was there waiting to be healed. Many others have had healings and everything, but he has been there for how many years? 38 years, my brother and sisters. 38 years is a long time to wait. If I have a little bit of headache for one night, I feel uncomfortable because I don't like sickness and I don't want it. I tell you the truth. It's like whenever it comes, if I feel a little pain, I say, Lord, today is going to go. And I believe it, and it must go. Not two days, but for 38 years, it's unbearable. So what happened to this man? Why is it that Jesus Christ just came and he walked in where there are a lot of people and he came to this person and said, why not get home? No. Did he say that? No. He didn't say, come on, go home. You have been here for too long. That's what I would expect that a man, who knows, because one thing there is that the Bible made it clear that he knew that this man has been there for how many years? For a long time. If you go to a doctor, you expect the doctor to say, look, you have come to meet me because you are ill. And I'm here to help you, isn't it? And he will go ahead and do something. But you know, the baffling thing there was, he asked him, will you like to be made well? Come on. Some of us will kick the bucket. I said, come on, this man, does it mean that you don't know that I'm ill? That you're asking me, do I want to be make, made well? No wonder he answered that way. But remember, look at his answer. He, his answer was very, very important. He said, sir, the invalid man replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. Why I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. What does that mean to you? I am trying. My hope is still there for 38 years. I'm still looking forward to get healed. How often do we give up? Some of us sometimes you may have had some headache for about 10 years, 
and someone have asked you, do you think you will be well tomorrow? You said, no, they said it is a normal thing now. It's permanently mine. I can carry it on till I die. No, that man says, no, for 38 years, I still have hope. I still do what? Have hope. Because if he doesn't have any hope, what do you think must have happened? He would have, he would have gone home. He would say, come on, guys, I waited a long time. Take me home, and I can go there and die for 38 years. God does not forget you. It doesn't matter how long you have been ill. It doesn't matter how long you have been waiting for something that is precious to you. God is always looking out for that hope. That connection that brings you back to him. Does it mean there are no other people there? There were so many of them. Why is it that he came to him and he said, do you want to be made well? And the man said, I had no man. Do I'm willing to be made well? What is going to happen now? He said, get up, take your bed, and go home. That's another terrible thing to ask someone who is ill that told you I cannot do anything. One, you ask me the first question, do you want to be made whole? And then I was just trying to digest that, trying to get my head around, why do you ask me that question? And you told me again, get up, take your bed and go home. Why should I do that? Don't you know I've been very ill? I told you I cannot get up. This is the pool. It's difficult for me to get up and get in and be well. But you are telling me, take up my bed and go home. But hope does not disappoint. The Bible made it clear this man doesn't know him because we are told there when he was asked, who asked you to carry your bed now and start working? He said, the man who made me well asked me. And who was that man? I don't know him. Until finally he realized it was Christ. So what was it, the connection that brought him to being well? Hope. Not minded where the word comes from. As far as it's a word that will cause me to realize what I've been waiting for at the pool, I'm going to jump in. Brothers and sisters, how many times have you looked at certain words? You said, no, it comes from another area. I don't think this is real. I'm not going to take advantage of it. Take up your bed. And he did what? He took up his bed. And the Bible said he was made whole at the same time. And he started walking. And he was made whole. Do you know Jesus Christ is telling you the same thing he told this man? Look away from your circumstances and how many times you have been ill. Forget what the doctors have told you, that you cannot get better tomorrow. There is no way. 
forget the things that you think, uh, the things that have been told you that this illness is for life. Anchor in hope. But you know there are always challenges when that happens. There are always challenges. It's not very easy. There's always a trial, even after you have received your own healing. There are always controversies around your healing. There are always ways to bring you back into being ill again. The Bible said this man, as he was running and he was happy, enjoying his newfound wellness, suddenly he ran into those who want to say, look, today is a holy day. You are not supposed to be well. Do you know, sometimes we limit God to do certain things for us. Sometimes we limit God by the circumstances that surround us. It could be, you know, what stories you have heard about certain things. Sometimes they say it goes into remission. Have you used that word before? What does remission mean? It retires, ready to charge back. You don't believe it's gone. You come to someone and say, God healed me yesterday. He said, do you mean he healed you or you had a respite? Have you heard that word? You had a respite. That is to say, I just decided to let you loose for a few minutes because I want you to have a little time now. I'm going to come back. The leader says, look, today is a happy day. It's a Sabbath, a holy day of God. Why should you do good thing on a Sabbath? Who told you to take your bed and start walking and get well on a Sabbath day? That's the word. You were supposed to be ill. We know you have been ill for 38 years. But suddenly we saw you walking. Why should you be well? You will imagine that someone that saw a man on a Sabbath day, well, what do you expect he should have done? Yeah? Should have said, oh, thank God. God has done his best today being a holy day. But they said no. You're not supposed to be well today. You're supposed to be a cripple and stay where you were. <coughs> Do you know sometimes it happens to us? You get well and something says, Do you think that God has performed a miracle now? You had a headache and somehow well, someone prayed for you and it goes and you feel light and you're happy. And as you're walking out, the Sabbatarians will come to you and say, do you think you're okay now? Do you think you can walk home free? And somehow you feel a little bit of thing. You say, oh, that thing, I think it didn't go that time. It was still hanging around. It's still coming back. What do you realize? It will do what? Come back in. Because that hope was not perfect. The man said, the man who made me well said I should go, and I'm doing it. 
Say whatever you want. Whether it is the Sabbath or not. I am well and I will remain what? Well. Not minded. I did ask questions when I was asked to get up and walk. I didn't say, man, what authority do you have to speak to me? I have been down here for 38 years. A stranger just came to me and said, get up and walk. Why? Because I have hope that somehow God, even if it is not in the pool, will meet me where I am. Because my confidence and my trust has remained faithful for 38 years. Our hope. How long do we give up? How long have you waited for your own to happen? How long have you waited? Is it longer than 38 years? Is there anything impossible with God? Your illness, is it incurable? Some people say there are incurable sicknesses. They accepted it. When you say it's incurable, it remains what? Incurable. Because your faith is in your confession. Say unto the righteous, it shall be well with you. That's what the word of God says. Here this man got his healing. And why these people were really, really clamoring and doing all they, they were just doing. And suddenly Jesus Christ came to him back and said, look man, you have been made whole. But there is a connection between this hope to remain permanent. What did he say to him? Jesus Christ says to him, now you are well. Keep it simple. Don't go about doing bad things. Why? Because if you carry on doing what you was used to do when you were ill, if you descend back and lose hope, something worse may come back into you. To keep your healing, you must continue to do what? Abide. You must continue to do what? Abide. Remain in me. Don't just come once and get what you want and run away. He said what? Abide. Dwell in my presence. It's in my presence that these things happen. Do you know the meaning of Bethesda? Bethesda means, it means the house of kindness or mercy. A house of what? Kindness or mercy. If you want to carry on to be in the area of mercy, dwell in mercy. Dwell in mercy. 
dwell in mercy, in kindness. That's what Bethesda means. So you can imagine why that man stayed there for how many? 38 years. Because he understands that the kindness of God can only reach you when you are where? Within his mercy. Where kindness flows. Where mercy dwells. If you are where there is mercy, mercy will reach you. If you run away from mercy, you will not get one. And he came back to him and said, dwell still where you were, where kindness met you. Sometimes we get the right thing. We get God's mercy and we run away from mercy. Only to come back when we have been struck again and we start seeking for mercy. The song we have today says, abide. Remain. And Jesus Christ says, if you abide in me, and my word abides in you, you can ask what you will, and it will be done. How hard is it? Very simple. Remain in me, and my word remains in you. You ask what you will. Do you think you will ask the wrong thing? If you have a clean water and your cup is clean, do you think when you pour out the water it will be a bad one? Do you think so? No. Because what you will ask will be what God desires of you. And when you speak, you speak in his own kindness. And who told you that God will reject your word? He will not. Because you are saying what he is saying and if you are saying what he is saying, will he say no? I didn't say it. No, he will not. No. If he does, then he's no more God. Dwell in kindness, in mercy. The man says, For 38 years I have been here, and I have confidence that one day it shall come to me. Dwell in the house of God. Kindness with hope, and you will receive. There was a similar, a similar miracle to this that was performed. This time it's not Jesus, by two men that we know called Peter and John. The Bible said they were going to a place for prayers. And you know, the good thing about this is that everyone that comes closer with hope, sometimes some good things happen to them. They said there is a man that has been crippled from birth. That every day, they don't carry him to the marketplace. They carried him where? To a place closer to prayers. The beautiful gate. Not the ugly gate. Beautiful gate. Why is it called beautiful? Because out of prayer comes out beauty. And this man remains there. Every day he's always looking, oh, can you give me something? 
And because of those who come into the beautiful gate, go, go through the beautiful gate into the temple, are always seeking for goodness. And they always drop out something to him. But somehow one day, like this man, it happens to him. There were these two gentlemen going in. They had something more than something with them that is more than money. And the Bible said the man asked them for help. And they stood to him and said, Look, you have received silver and gold, but we don't have these things. But we have something greater than what you have, what you are seeking the name of Jesus, to make you well. We're not going to ask you, would you like to be made well? And they say, look unto us. What happened? The Bible said he focused on them. He had hope. He had hope. He said he was hoping to receive something. But what is it that I am going to receive? I don't know. But I know there is something coming. Like a man who was asked, take your bed and go home, was hopeful and believing God that one day something special will happen to me. I don't have no man to get into the pool, but someone should come to me and I will be able to get into the pool. I don't know when, but I stay here in the house of mercy, and I will not go until it comes to me. Suddenly, a man spoke to me. Take up your bed and go home. We don't have silver. We don't have gold. But we have the name of Jesus. He said the same name that set him free is here today for you. Rise up and walk. You don't have to be a cripple to rise up and walk. Within you, you know where you are down. You may have been crippled spiritually within your heart. You may have certain thoughts that have crippled you. You may have certain things that make you weak every day. You may even be having physical sicknesses or whatever it is. The same word that went out to that man is here for you today. And I'm sure if you are willing, if you are hoping, if you are looking forward to receiving that which you have asked, been asking God all this while, you will have it today. You will have it when? 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 Are you sure? Are you sure? And the man focused on them. And he, they said, get up and walk. They lent him a hand. And the man stood. The Bible said not only did he walk, he was jumping and leaping and praising God. I have no man, but I have the name of Jesus. I have nobody, 
There's no one that can do it for me. But I have one thing there. And what is it? The name of Jesus. To end. Paralysis could be sin. It could be your inability to get back to God. It could be anything that has taken you away from knowing his will. It could be a physical illness. You need to get back into the house of mercy. You need to come down back into the house of mercy. You need to keep your hope alive and be ready to get connected back to God. You need to remind yourself you cannot realize anything if you're outside the camp. You are supposed to be within the camp, inside the house of mercy. This man at the house, at the gate of beautiful, was ready to get in. He was so close, hoping that one day he would not be asking for arms. Because there is only one little gate that he had to cross. And the day Peter and John came there, those bonds were broken. Those chains were torn apart. And when he received his healing, did he go home? The Bible said he jumped in. There he couldn't go all the while he was seated. And what was he doing? Jumping, shouting, and praising God. <sighs> Pray that God have spoken to you. Oh my goodness, I can see the angels around us. How many of you are willing and obedient to receive? I can feel his power all over here. The Bible said those who are willing and obedient shall receive. Do you want to pray now? Do you want us to pray? Why not think about what you, you want to get from him? Think about it. Why we, we're just going to go into responding and music is going to be at the background. Just spend your time and ask yourself, do you feel illness in yourself? Don't think about, I have had it for many times. Lose yourself now and begin to ask God, look, today I leave it here with you and I'm going to go. Listen to that. That's the voice of him that heals you. Speak to him in your heart. Nothing is impossible with God. He is here to meet you at the point of your need. Rise up, get your bed and go home. The pains are disappearing. Your headache is going. Your back pain is going to disappear now. Connect to God.
If you believe it, it's going to happen to you. Feel his power over you. God is here now. He is healing. He is healing. God is touching. God is touching you. Receive. Receive from him. God is touching you. He is our healer. He is our healer. Oh, glory to his holy name. I'm so sure, I'm confident, the Holy Spirit is here. Feel his touch. Oh, blessed be your holy name. Oh, hallelujah. Hmm. And the Lord, Jesus said unto that man, Would you want to be made well? And the man says, I had no one. But at his word, rise up, take your bed, and go home. The Bible said God sent his word. And heal them. He is worthy. Blessed be his holy name. Thank you very much. Let's say the grace together. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us all, now and forevermore. Amen.